Okay, in three, two, one, um, we are live. Welcome to a new Kicking Mustang uh, podcast. This time I'm with special guest Nick Scam. Um, on Instagram, he is uh, Nick Scam yep. underscore 1664. 1664. I'll put a link up in that. Now, why, why um, Nick is such a special guest is because he is still a um, serving Royal Marine in the British Army. Are you considered the Royal Marines? Are they Army or is it no? Navy? So, the Royal Marines are part of the Royal Navy. Navy. We are considered the world's most elite amphibious fight, fighting force. Um, yeah, so I've been in the Royal Marines now for about seven years. I've served at 40 Commando. Commander Logistics Regiment, Commando Helicopter Force, and now at the Armoured Support Group, Royal Marines. Awesome. So it's a very special guest, um, a unique opportunity for you guys to ask questions. We've got a bunch of them already. We're also live on Instagram. So if you do have any questions at all you would like to put to Nick, he's not just an experienced Royal Marine, he's also a very experienced airsofter. He's airsofted longer than he has been a Royal Marine, so he's been airsoft yeah, for correct. eight years as well. So it's a really interesting um, opportunity for you guys. Um, but as usual, I'm going to kick off with the news. I've got about three pieces of news um, to start the podcast. Last week, I pulled off my longest airsoft shot on camera. I hit 115 metres uh, at um, an event. There was, I'm going to say this, there was a strong tailwind though. So there is a bit of a yeah, but, but it still was in-game 115 metres uh, shot, which is it's just incredible to be able to pull it off and have it on camera. I understand there might be a longer shot on YouTube um, that's a little bit longer than that in America that was shooting uh, from a very elevated position in-game. But for me, this was my longest shot on camera. I'm very pleased with that. Um, other news, Nick has just said that SIG are going to be moving into the airsoft market, apparently. I don't know whether you've got any more colour on this at all, um, or is it just a rumour? Yeah. I think it's just a rumour. It came off in my team's WhatsApp group. Uh, apparently, SIG uh, are in the process of releasing licensed products, licensed replicas for Airsoft. Could this be the start of real steel manufacturers moving into the Airsoft market? The Airsoft market is a growing market. It's a worldwide market. And why not? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I don't see why... Why they, why they wouldn't. Interesting. Um, another piece of news. Now, I very rarely get excited about new guns because, like Nick, we've been around a long time. We were just having a chat about this over a cup of tea, actually. Guns are... They, they shoot BBs. There's only so much you can do with a BB, and the rest of it is a bit... It's aesthetics or um, it's sort of just how you feel about guns, and it's not often I get that excited about a gun. Um, ICS are bringing out a non-blowback pistol. I think it's called the BLEPM2. Um, it comes with a, a suppressor, it's a non-blowback, and it is VSR rubber and VSR barrel compatible. Um, so is it going to be a mini Mark 23 pistol? I love a Mark 23 pistol. Um, it's my favourite gun, um, and it's always my first thing I reach for when I go out to play, but they are huge, and it's very difficult to holster. This little ICS pistol is a tiniest look. I think it's a Makarov. Yeah, it looks like a Makarov, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm not too up on what the actual gun is. It's called a BLE PM2. Um, I'm excited about it. I don't need more information. I, I did message ICS about it. Um, I'm hoping... I'm hoping that ICS are going to send me one. ICS, if you are listening to this, um, I am super excited about this gun coming out. And they they um, sent me a message and they said that they are still working on a few uh, teething problems. So whether that means that the release is going to be delayed or not, I'm not sure. But it is imminent and I am personally um, excited about it. So that's the news for this, um, for this podcast. Um, now, we're going to move on. We've got... 
Um, Nick Scam, uh, who is, as we just touched on, he is a serving Royal Marine with seven years experience in the military. Um, he is uh, one of, or if not, is the elite uh, amphibious fighting force in the world. And he's also got eight years experience of airsoft. So we're live on Instagram. Um, you can leave questions, but we've also got a bunch of questions that have come in um, from my YouTube community channel, my Facebook page, and my Instagram. Now I'm going to kick off with a question which was actually asked by Mist Airsoft. She is a Brazilian airsofter. She has got a awesome Instagram feed. Yeah, actually, she's got a massive following. She's a, and she's um, very very beautiful as yes, well. She's incredible. quite uh, she's quite a follow, guys. And she left a question. Let me just see if I can pull it out. But I was going to ask a very similar question, and the question is. Is your time in the military, clearly the things you have learned as a Royal Marine must help you as an airsofter, but is there anything you have learned as an airsofter that you have been able to use as a Royal Marine? Actually, there is there are, there are a few things that I've learned um, as an airsofter which have helped me as a Royal Marine, and that's not to trust the kit, or not to trust certain parts of the kit that the military issue out to us. So for insurance reasons, we have to wear certain bits of protective kit and by all means, wear that kit. However, there are things that I find don't exactly work or don't really work for me. So uh, the battle belt system, the battle belt layup, um, it's all mole, so you can use different pouches, different styles of pouches on that system and you're still covered by your insurance. I've found that um, using equipment like Warrior Assault Systems, Backcountry Workshop, um, placing pouches all over my body armor, their, their equipment actually helps me as a soldier do my transition when I'm reloading my weapon. Interesting. Um, so Nick, could, can I ask you a bit about your time as, as a Marine? When, when did you join When did you join up? So I joined up in 2012. Um, I passed out early June in 2013 and I went to 40 Commando, which is a fighting unit as a GD, which stands for General Duties Marine. Um, I immediately deployed on an exercise called Black Alligator, which is a joint exercise with the USMC. And it's basically training for operations in Afghanistan, even though for three command brigade, Afghanistan was coming to an end because there wasn't enough kinetic operations. We still use the- What Mojave. do you mean kinet what's kinetic so, operations? So kinetic operations, lads go on the ground and operations uh, are very fluid and very active. When 3 Command Brigade on the back end of Herrick 17, which is a, a, an operation, they found that they weren't utilised to their full capabilities as War Marines, and it's, especially with 16 Aerosol Brigade as well with the Paras. You know, we're a fighting force and those that those sort of operations within a larger operation weren't being conducted. Mm. Or So, 2013, I deployed to America, to the Mojave Desert. The landscape is very, you know, very mountainous, barren, desert, hot in the day, cold at night. Ideal training conditions for that environment. Do, there's a question from David, it kind of, kind of ties in with this. How does your, what army skills have you learned that can be applied? He says, how is it possible to apply army skills to airsoft as the play style and guns are very different? So we were discussing this earlier, how airsoft guns are, are very accurate to 50 metres. Yeah. But how are, and for me personally, as a, as a sniper, I we have learned as an airsoft sniper that we are playing at much closer ranges than you would perhaps have engagement in the army. So how, what kind of skills have you been able to apply 
for say an engagement in real steel are you able to apply to airsoft so the way i see it and i i run with a team and we're called direct action group we're made up of um experienced airsofters and some ex-military and we've found that using military tactics but scaling down the engagement distances you can apply those military tactics in airsoft so for example we were engaged in contact we fanned out into a baseline. A baseline is basically an extended line, and when that baseline is called, you put a rapid rate of fire down and you suppress the enemy position. In that time, the section commander and the section 2IC can take a step back from the firefight and assess whether to move forward onto that target or if the target's too overwhelming, then break contact from that target. You can apply those principles in airsoft but just scale down the engagement. So instead of, you know, we're being engaged from 100 metres, 200, 400 metres away, we're being engaged from 20 metres, 30 Mm metres, 50 metres away. How many people are on the target? There's eight of us. If there's two people on that target, should we fight that position? Yeah, we're happy to fight that position. We can get their heads down by using fire manoeuvre and then roll over that position. And exactly the same in a CQC environment, a CQC close quarter combat environment, doing room, room clearances, what I've found that I've learned is my reaction times and my confidence behind my weapon system, may it be an airsoft gun or a real gun, um, you know, I'm just, I've got that much confidence and that much conviction whether to pull the trigger or not. And that's how I, I feel I've applied that into airsoft. Do you, your, the equipment you use on the job, Yeah. do you use the same guns in airsoft? Uh, no, no. So when I was at 40 Commando, I used the LAC5A2 which is the uh, S- or the SAAC. I don't really like that platform for Airsoft, not for me. Um, I use the 416 or M4 variant, or the AR platform. And for me, it's just a comfortable platform to work for, work with. And what about pistols? Do you use the same pistol? Uh, so I used to run a WE Glock 17, and the Glock 17 is what we use in the British military. However, I quite like the SIG, and I use the SIG. Um, I use the TM SIG P226, in airsoft, and I quite like you know the um, dual pressure trigger, uh, you know the release, uh, the cocking release to release the hammer. And I quite like that about that particular airsoft pistol, and that's what I use on my current loadout as well, and as opposed to the Glock. My friend um, Payne X from New York, he he says he always uses the same real steel and airsoft exactly the same, so he tries to keep the muscle memory exactly the same. Do you on your loadouts have you got you are are you issued kit and you have to use specific issue kit, but you use something. Do you use a different setup in airsoft? Yeah. So I, over the years I've been in the military, I've got a natural muscle memory to that kit. However, with airsoft, I've played airsoft for a number of years now. I can transition between two different loadouts. So I'm comfortable with the kit that I use for airsoft for airsoft, and I'm comfortable with the kit that I use in the military when I'm in that environment. So for me. I wouldn't then reach to my to the centre of my chest mm. to grab a mag for my SAAC. I'll know to go to my left hip and go under the mag- magazine pouch, plot a mag, put a fresh mag in, release the bolt catch, forward the system my weapon, and then engage the target. A bit like having different cars, maybe. Yes. You get yeah. used to it, and you know, you know, you can go from if you've driven an automatic car and driven a manual car, you know that when you're in a ma- an automatic car, you're not going to need to depress the clutch. Mm. Do do you prefer your kit to use for airsoft? Um, if you if you had to choose, yes, if you were. I you know no, yeah. if, you, if you had to choose, if I had to choose, I hands over to choose my kit for airsoft. 
over the kit I have in the military. Uh, my particular kit is made by Warrior Soul Systems, and I, th I, you know, I think they 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 make good good quality kit and kit that will actually serve a purpose. I found that the Warrior Soul Systems DCS plate carrier has got enough Molly real estate, at, especially at the front and rear and as well as the side. What I found with the Source Vertus plate carrier, which is what's currently issued to the British military, you've got no no space for Molly on the side. You know, you've got two buckles and space to put side plates in, but you've got no no Molly on the side. So I found I could have an admin pouch, a PRR pouch, personal roll radio, and two magazine pouches on my Virtus, and then maybe a grenade pouch on the rear, but then I've got nothing else. I've got nothing for smoke, nothing for frag, um, nothing for radios, and then all that would then have to get distributed into a belt system. With my Warrior, I can have my radios, my mags, my bangs, everything, all in one is easily accessible system. Mm. Talk, talk about the, um, let's talk about the, this, there's an interesting question. There's something I've kind of found interesting recently. And it could actually, it would probably lead on to another point we were chatting about earlier. Let's talk about this new army, and it's, been, it's, it's got a bit of viral. It's gone viral on, on Facebook. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast in America or elsewhere in the world, there was a British Army recruitment campaign that has gone gone viral. I don't know whether it's gone viral in other countries, um, but essentially what it was using was it was trying to advertise the army to millennials. And what what were they? Can can you? So you've got like snowflake, snowflake gamers, uh, selfie addicts, I things see. like things like that. Yeah. You know, selfie addicts. We want you. The yeah, army your, wants your, you. Your self confidence, snowflakes. We want, we want your sensitivity. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All that and stuff. gamers. Your you know your ability to focus. Yeah. Well, no, I for me personally, I disagree with that entire setup. When I first saw the advert for the Royal Marines, there was a guy doing the endurance course. The endurance course is one of the commando tests. And it's, what is your breaking point? Is it here? And he's neck deep in water. Is it here, getting ready to go through uh, this water tunnel? Or is it here, where he's, he's, he's stuck in this water tunnel? And he has the conviction to get himself free, continue through that water tunnel, gasp with air, come out on the other side, and continue with the endurance course. And then the advert cut forward, and you see him on an orc or a rib, and he's got his green berry on, and it's Royal Marines, 99.9% .9 need not apply. And I wanted to be in that 0.01% to apply to get my green lid. That was your your mindset was you wanted to be the best. Yes. And you're not a complainer, you wanted to get on with it. No, and you know, with the army adverts, people want to see explosions, people want to see gun gunfights, people want to see people doing mad weapon drills. And uh, you know, I don't know whether it's a generation thing or or whether too many civilians have got their hands in, in into military con contracts, which are which of where you know these are how to put it these uh, adverts have stemmed from. And mm. personally, I don't agree with it. You know, I think they've made a mockery of the original. You know, we you know the British Army needs you poster. Well, they want the best people rather than perhaps compromising. It's, it's it's certainly caused a stir. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. This leads on to another question. Um, from he's a sniper operative player. Um, he's from Holland. Um, Thiz Lu. He is. He has posted um, 
a video that was on YouTube. It's gone. Quite, this is an, this is a viral video. It's got a couple of million views in the last few months, um, and it's a. I think it's an Eastern European uh, soldier has put a video out saying why soldiers hate airsoft and milsim. Have you seen that video, Nick? Yes, I have seen it. Um, so basically, the video starts. You know, two guys looking for a cardio sport. They looked into airsoft. You know, they had the kit, the equipment, they had the training. All they needed was the guns. And, you know, they got the guns, they played a few games, and they dove down the rabbit hole, so to speak, in, into the world of Airsoft, and, you know... Airsoft, they loved it, didn't they? Yeah, That's the yeah. They loved it. They, they, they loved it. Yeah, it was a great, great exercise, time. and yeah. they really enjoyed it. And then it went wrong for them. Yes, so I found, you know, the, the longer you play Airsoft, the more characters you meet. And some people, yes, they are, you know, very good kit spotters. You know, they look on the internet and they do their research... But they automatically consider themselves experts. Um, they may have a basic military understanding, may have military experience, or they may have none. But all of a sudden, they'll tear apart people's loadouts. You're wearing the wrong, you're wearing the wrong plate carrier. You're wearing the wrong boots. SF operators don't do this; they do that. Have you been in the military? Well, no. Well, what gives you the right to comment? Well, I'm going by my research. But how do you know that? You're going by. Mm. A public image there are thousands and thousands of images that the public aren't allowed to see of SF operators and their operations and from the small small you know digital fingerprint that you've got you've accessed this and you've mm. automatically consider yourself an expert is, is this something you have seen because you it's to make we we actually live really close to yes, each other. Nick, yes. Nick and I, we, he only lives twenty minutes down the road from me. We didn't. We've crossed paths without a doubt. We've crossed paths on skirmish fields and Milsim fields, and we, but we've not really spoken to each other before. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we realised on Instagram, it's like shit. You live really close. Yeah. I think I was, I was sending Nick some um, heavy balls for his uh, TM, and it's like shit. He's really close, and we got mm. chatting. So let's go do, do this podcast. Now, is this what I'm asking? Is this thing that this viral video about the the soldiers who don't like Milsim, do you is this something this elite is it elitist yes attitude? so is I, this something you've seen on the Milsim scene because I, I do see it on the skirmish, skirmish I, I, I've seen it on both the Milsim scene and the skirmish scene so I've come across players because they've done a lot of Milsims they think yeah I'm I'm the, I'm the bee's knees okay yeah good effort you've done 72 hours in the field I've done over a month in the jungle, without coming out of the jungle, living in the jungle, breathing in the jungle, you know that's that's a real training exercise. That's a real training environment. That's pushing myself to my limits. I saw I saw the post you put on Instagram with your because um, Nick, you're you are leaving after you've done seven years of service now. Yes, um, and you're leaving in three weeks. Yes, three more weeks. And I saw you put a post up with your um, is it signing out? What's the with the, the, the so it's my testimonial. That's the yeah, one. yeah, and you've done some. Been some pretty awesome places in the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, where Where was it you went in the jungle? So I went to Gabon, which is uh, more or less Western Central Africa. It's right on the equator. It's on the borders with the Congo. Um, I did training with uh, French Special Forces instructors, and we stayed at their forward operating base, in which they conduct operations in the Congo, and we used their training area in the jungle to conduct their training package. Wow, that's awesome. And you had gone to America? Yes, so, so I've been to America as well. I conducted training in the Mojave Desert, which is uh, the Californian desert. 
Um, I've been to Norway and I've completed the cold weather warfare course. What's your speciality? What's the thing you enjoy? What's the thing you enjoy doing most in the Marines? I've I've enjoyed everything. So my my trade is a VM in the Marines. So I'm a vehicle mechanic in the Marines, and I'm based at the armed support group. I'm also cross trained on the Viking, which is the vehicle that I help repair and you know um, maintain. But I'm also trained in crewing it and operating it. But my favourite thing would probably be my time as a GD Marine, General Duties Rifleman. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's awesome, Thank you. mate. Seven years is just such an incredible achievement. So. Just congratulations thank you. and thank you for thank you for your service. Cheers, mate. Pretty thank awesome, you. and thank you for coming on the podcast and answering these questions. We've got a bunch to get through here. What I'm going to do? Let me just skip through. Um, Beefy said, Nick got all the Gucci trips. Yeah. Let's have a quick scam. I'm going to pick up see if there's any Instagram questions live before we move on to some of the questions off my YouTube channel. Smallsy says the public need to remember what we need in the forces is the people who can get down and dirty and do the things that need doing in the war zone yeah smallsy is exactly right smallsy is part of my part of the team that i'm a part of direct action group and smallsy is also a, another royal marines veteran so smallsy did about four or five years in the royal marines he deployed on operations in afghanistan and iraq so that's smallsy there bwo3 um, you can see his link there give him a follow as well as well as nick Beefy says, first Iraq tour, I was on Jonesy, I was rocking the ECBA. So ECBA is the Enhanced Combat Body Armour. The Combat Body Armour was basically a flak jacket, and the Enhanced version, it had a, a plate to protect your heart and on both sides, and that's the Enhanced Combat Body Armour, which is just a, basically a flak jacket with uh, room for a plate about this big. Talking about armour, you've brought you brought some kit over here, you've got yes. it down, down here. Although we're recording a podcast, we are live on Instagram, perhaps you can pull up your kit here, because you touched on earlier that you, um, and also that video from the military guys who said why they hate Milsim, they love the, they do it for cardio. Now I picked up... Um, Nick's plate carrier. Now I'm unreasonably, I'm a reasonably fit person. Obviously Nick is on another level um, and this this kit he's carrying here has got full weight plates in and this must be like, how, how heavy does this thing weigh? I'd, I'd say it weighs a good, I mean they're not, they're not full weight plates, um, the, full, the full weight plates are probably five times as heavy as this but for airsoft I'm saying this is probably about 20 pounds worth of kit. Yeah. I mean at at, at its lightest. And this this is the Warrior plate carrier? Yeah, this is the Warrior Assault Systems DCS. Um, yeah, I chose this because it, I, know, I know Warrior make some fantastic kit, really high quality, and it's also really affordable. Mm -hmm. um, on the front, so, I yeah, have... Let's, let's, let's run through your... And, and all the pouches, everything on here is Warrior? Uh, yes, everything on, on this plate carrier at the moment is Warrior. How many mags would you normally are you, would you normally carry? You've got three on the front here, is that what you normally carry? Yes, I'll carry three on the front, uh, two on my belt belt rig. Okay. This is also made by Warrior, and uh, one in the weapon. So I normally carry about six mags. Okay. Um, you got comms on here. What what radio do you use? I run a Boeing UV five R. Mm -hmm. Do you use a headset? Yes, I use an Earmore headset. I think it's the M thirty two H. It's currently mounted on my helmet. It's not with me today, and I run that on an FMA Maritime. Okay. And what gloves are you using here? I'm using uh, mechanics gloves there. Yep. Sweet. And you've got a pistol. What pistol is that you got? So I've got the Tokyo Marui SIG P226. And this is currently in my backcountry workshop Kydex holster. 
Backcountry Workshop is another former Royal Marine, and he specialises. He's in the stream, yes, yeah. and he specialises in making real steel Kydex kit, and he's transitioning into the airsoft market as well. Lovely. The T-shirt I'm wearing and the baseball cap I'm wearing is also made by Backcountry Workshop. Buy the merch. Yes, buy the merch. Um, and back, I think Backcountry Workshop is in the stream as well, so you can click on him and give um, him a follow. Just to quickly gauge the quality of this Kydex, the draw is really smooth, and if I were to shake the pistol, it's it's not, it's not coming, coming out, out there. No, very interesting. If you want to have a go in there, see for yourself. I've never used Kydex. I've never used Kydex holsters. I've used um, Blackhawk Serpers. Yeah, which I think I think they're decent. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if, you know, if you're up for a change, try something new. I, I, I was, yeah, you know, I was very new to Kydex, uh, and I reached out to Jonesy from Backcountry Workshop, and he sent me this. And I wonder whether Jonesy, because I love, and this is when I'm sniping, and this often confused. I, I use a cross draw. Yeah. The reason I use a cross draw is because I'm often crawling and. It's not intuitively. You don't realise that a cross draw is actually really good for crawling and sniping. Yeah. Because you don't. You're not dragging it in the mud. Your arms are often up, and it's just under here. I wonder whether Jonesy from uh, Backcountry could, perhaps, if he's in the stream, perhaps you could think about doing a, an MK23 cross draw holster. That's um, uh, natural, perhaps. I, 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 I don't think it's out of his abilities. No, I think you know he can come up with some designs, and he'll he'll talk to you about what you're after, how you want it to work, come up with some designs with you, and then yeah, he. No doubt, probably be able to make, make it for you. Cool. Well, thanks for that insight into your kit, Nick. Very interesting to see what you're running. Shall we go back onto? It's a subject that I I've seen it happening more and more, and maybe this relates to this the snowflake advert for the army. Is this the fact that the army have done this advert trying to advertise two snowflakes? or two millennials, or two people into Instagram, or selfies, but people who are, perhaps they shouldn't be advertising to. Are we, and this is, it's a it's a topic that is often discussed on the Facebook airsoft groups and amongst airsofters in the safe zone. Are, is there a culture, is the culture of snowflakes, which we're seeing in general culture at the moment, mm. which is why the army is advertised to them, they felt, whether it was, whether they made a mistake doing it or not, they still, their advertising department felt there was a culture of these kind of snowflakes. Are we seeing those kind of people coming into the airsoft community, people complaining a lot more about things like complaining about headshots or complaining about clothes people are wearing or is the, have you seen a culture of snowflakes is what I'm asking? Um, yeah, so I think... The culture of snowflakes has come from a previous generation, like an older generation, brandishing younger people with snowflakes. I think younger people these days, because because of the world we live in, it's not necessarily their fault. We younger people these days have access to everything. So you have a mobile phone, you have access to hundreds of people. You want to buy something, you can access it online before you know it. It's there straight straight away, and. They've not grown up in a time where if you wanted something, you had to really work for it. You had to wait for it to come back in stock because there was only limited stocks. And we've become very used to getting what we want when we want it. And if we don't get it when we want it, well, why not? Am I not entitled to have what I want? And that's the entitled attitude that people are developing. And you see it more in younger people. However, it is crossing over to... I'd say people my age in their 30s, even in their 40s, where 
you know, it's my right. And who are you to say no? And who are you to pick me apart? And But I, di- I think I digress there. Um, I think the complain culture is something that we've seen grow more and more and more because because we have access to everything. So we have access to social media. My food wasn't how I wanted it at a restaurant. I know what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna complain. How am I gonna complain? I'm not gonna to speak to the waiter. I'm gonna leave a shitty review on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, the restaurant's got in contact with you. You've got a free meal, winner. You know, I've gone to an airsoft game. I'm not happy with being shot in the face. I'm going to complain. We want you to still come back. What should we do? Oh, we can give you free BBs. We can give you this. We can mm. give you that. And we've become a society where we just want to get things and we don't want to work for it. Negativity is amplified. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Instagram, YouTube, it's given people a voice to, to complain about things. Mm. Whereas, you know, when we were younger, if you had a problem with someone, you spoke to them about it. And you dealt with it directly. And I think people these days don't have the mechanics to deal with things directly. So they air their drama on social media. Look at me, look at me, cry for help, cry for help. Hundreds of people, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, and it kind of, that kind of entrenches that behaviour. Because when they get the thumbs up or the reaction, they then maybe think that that's the right way of behaving. Yes, exactly. It's certainly something that I have seen in the last year on my videos happening more and more. Like you're hitting people in the face, whether it's accidental or not. And the often their reaction is to complain about being hit in the face rather than thinking, I messed up, how am I going to not get shot in the face next time and improve themselves? Instead, they often you see people complaining about being sh- things happening. Um, and you, you, can, you can cross that over to everything. You know, you take up boxing for a hobby and before you know it, you're getting punched in the face. Well, I don't want to get punched in the face. Well, don't take up boxing. Exactly. Exactly, and that this is why that video. And I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm going to post a link up to that video that um, Thys Lou um, has posted, which is from the uh, soldiers who are talking about airsoft and milsim. And it's a it's a really interesting watch, and there's a reason it's gone viral. Um, it's got echoes of perhaps what's happening in society in general as well as in airsoft. So I'll post that link up. Really interesting to hear your um, views on that, Nick. And if anyone else has any opinions on that, please let us know in the comments. Um, let's move on to some other questions. Rep the Airsofter, um, who's got a really cool Airsoft channel, um, asks Nick, if you were to meet anyone on this planet, who would it be and why? Let's go off. Let's go off piece here. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know to be honest with you. Like, there's so many people. Are, you know, like probably politician, no, a movie star. Movie actor, so probably either be Mark Wahlberg. Or Dwayne Johnson. Okay. I just think they're big characters. The Rock. Big, yeah. The Rock is amazing, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, big what character, big personality. And I just think, you know, because, you know, he does, a, he does quite a bit on social media as well. He's quite active on social media. And, you know, the, the characters that he plays are very different to the person that he is. And I'd really like to know what the per- person he, he's like. The, I think The Rock is a huge inspiration. He's so driven, isn't he? Yeah. To, and is, is he 50 now? I think so, yeah. And he's in... Oh, he's in incredible shape and as he's well. always working out and he's always always he's always like just pushing for the next best thing the, yeah, point, the biggest incredible. thing the biggest thing the biggest thing I think he was like the highest grossing actor in Hollywood at the moment mm-hmm. yeah and I think he's well deserved I think mm. um, if I was I'm going to answer that question I think and I missed this opportunity to miss him earlier well actually at the end of the summertime I would love to meet Gary Vaynerchuk um, who is a YouTube personality and a um, social media marketer and he is a huge inspiration on me. So that's my question answered, and Nick has answered that one. Let's go on. Uh, Guy Morris asks, um, question for Nick, any tips on joining the Royal Marines that you could offer? Okay, so if you're 
really serious about joining the Royal Marines, first thing you need to do is go to, is contact your local Armed Forces Careers Office and say you know you want to join the Marines, they'll give you an information pack on the application process. There are quite a few loops to jump through before you get to the physical stages. My advice for the physical stages is do a lot of running, do a lot of body weight exercises and even consider taking up the gym and doing some light to medium weights as well to build up a lot of strength. Sweet, good advice. Um, hopefully that answered your question, Guy, and hopefully that um, advice will be useful for you. Colin Norden asks, and this is very, I think it's very specifically a question for Nick, uh, what do you think of players wearing ranks uh, that they don't deserve? Um, obviously, Colin's obviously got his opinion mm -hmm. here. Um, like, they have a small team and use ranks, but also wear those on the field. Okay, so in in the military it's a chargeable offence meaning you can be docked pay you can serve time in the military training correct military corrective training center for impersonating a rank that you've not earned so it's a chargeable offence so if you're wearing a rank slide in the air soft field to like trying to deem some sort of hierarchy within your team i think it's unnecessary i think yeah, there's no reason that like you should be calling your friends corporal or sergeant because in the real world, in the Marines, we're a first name basis organisation. Anything above colour sergeant is colour sergeant or sir. Um, your troop sergeant or your troop stripe, as we will call him, he's you know Dave, Pete, Bob. Your corporals are your mates. So, what about reenactment? Let's say you're in a World War Two reenactment team. I think. Reenactment, as opposed to going to like your skirmish or your milsim, is is it is different because you're there paying homage to those units and you want to be as accurate as possible. Um, so you know you're you're wearing the ranks because you're portraying a corporal in say the 101st Airborne, but you're not being addressed as a corporal. Mm -hmm. So you know it, you're going for, for authenticity as opposed to you know we have rank structure in the team. Yeah. Um, that brings me to another point on like patches and flashes and qualifications. Okay, so when you go, let's say we go to a skirmish, yeah, and you see someone wearing a Royal Marine Commandos patch. So it's not just a patch; it's a qualification, um, and it's something that is um, and shouldn't be taken lightheartedly. So Royal Marines training is thirty-two weeks long. That is, if you go through from day one, week one, to week 32 without injury. If you get injured, you go into rehabilitation, you're at the commando training centre for longer than 32 weeks. But fundamentally, it's 32 weeks. In the final stages, you go through four of the most gruelling physical tests that I've ever been through to earn the right to wear a green beret and the Royal Marines commando flashes, which is the endurance course, nine mile speed march, Tarzan assault course and 30 miles across Dartmoor. 30 miles on foot carrying about 45 pounds of kit. And that has to be completed within a time frame. Of Sounds very painful. Yeah, and these, these, um, these tests are done back to back. So there's no rest in between. Something that's earned. What about if, so how do you feel? Do you, are you, do you feel, do you feel upset if someone's wearing it or are you more sanguine than some people are you just like it, it's a bit frustrating you know i've i've personally have approached people saying where you in the marines or where you in the paras if i see people wearing if i see people wearing you know 
those sorts of badges and those sorts of patches. If they say, yeah, I, you know, I was in the Marines, okay, I'll ask, I'll, I'll quiz them about the Marines. If they can't answer those questions properly, I'm just like, you're a liar, you're a wolf, you know. Or if they say, oh, you know, my friend was a Marine, you know, he, you know I'm wearing these because of him, and I'm like, okay, you know, fair enough, but you're not brandishing yourself as a Marine, you're wearing this, wearing these flashes to pay respects, it's a different thing. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a respect thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, and you know, but where's the line drawn? Like, if you dress as a Napoleonic soldier, it doesn't matter because yeah, because no it's one not, is a Napoleonic yeah. soldier anymore. No, because it's not contemporary. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it, it, it is a hard it is a hard one because you know you see you see guys you know World War Two reenactors, World War Two commanders wearing green berries and and it's, and you see on you know Facebook. You shouldn't be wearing that green beret. You haven't earned it. But then it's like I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing the role. But then you can almost argue, even in today, I'm playing the role of a an SAS operator. Mm. So why why shouldn't I wear the the JPC that the SF are currently because issued? they respect that unit. They respect what they do, and they just you got his okay. His there's a, you could say it's like computer games. Yeah. In a computer game, you've got SAS soldiers or Royal Marines in a in a Call of Duty game. Yeah. If a kid is dressed up as whatever their character is they play on the computer game, as as an SAS soldier, yeah, it is, it be, the way things are, it's very very um, it's, it's, it's grey area. Isn't it, it? it is a grey area, you know. Reenacting is one thing. I think where you try to wear if you if you wear these patches because you want to get kudos, you want to be you know, respected by other players because oh, they look at me I'm wearing these commando flashes even though you haven't earned them, mm. you know it's it's another thing you know it's it's a respect thing isn't yeah. it and it's whether people I suppose how if they're respectful or thoughtful about it are they by doing it are they being disrespectful and it's it's a I guess it's not a it's not a black and white no no it's not a black and white answer is it. Um, very interesting though because you certainly do see people wearing them and what is interesting is that often you'll see comments on YouTube well there's this conception that maybe real soldiers don't play airsoft but when you've actually got someone like yourself who's yeah. a serving Royal Marine at an airsoft field um, and you see that it's yeah it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's certainly interesting th there, there are there are lots of current serving soldiers and former serving soldiers even current serving special forces and ex-serving special forces that play airsoft, they just don't advertise themselves as yeah. serving forces. You know, they're just there to have a laugh with their friends, do what they do, and then go home at the end of the day. Yeah. Done. Interesting stuff. Going back to guns and shooting and um, your skills as a raw marine and an airsofter, Gostovich um, asks. Which aspects of airsoft can relate to real life situations? So not really war zones, but maybe active shooters or CQB. As an airsofter, if you're playing CQB, let's, let's talk about CQB. Inside buildings, how close is using an airsoft pistol or an M4 in a close quarter scenario to using a real gun or, you, or your training you've received? In, for those situations using real steel? So I've used real steel in a close quarters training environment. When I was in the Mojave Desert, they have buildings which are made of a special concrete which absorb rounds, so you can fire live rounds, you can throw, throw live grenades into these, into these rooms. And I've used those in real steel. And then transitioning to airsoft, not necessarily the, the, the skills, but it's more like 
it's, it's more about the, the safety aspects. So if I'm stacking up on a room in Airsoft, I know where I want my barrel positioned. I don't want my barrel positioned in the back of my friend because if I accidentally discharge my weapon in real life, I'm gonna shoot him in the back. So it's weapon placement when it comes to approaching a room and then it's moving into the room, how I would move into a room, how I would clear a room. That's what I've learned from real training and applied to the airsoft field. Do you think the military could use airsoft? Uh, so we, we use either real rounds, blank rounds or simunition. Simunition is like a real bullet with like a, a waxy tip on the end instead of a, a lead tip. Bit like a paintball. Yeah. Do you think you could, if you, could you learn, or could you, if you were doing, say, human on human combat, could you use airsoft in that situation? Almost, as my uh, my mate Payne X from New York has put this idea across, or, um, or this, this idea that could airsoft be considered a martial art? Could you use airsoft guns as a way of training for real steel situations? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think airsoft you know you can you can use an airsoft gun for for a training situation you know lads love to do close quarter shooting and they love to do force on force training and what better what better way than using an airsoft gun to do close quarter shooting and force on force shooting training force on force helps you amplify your reaction time and it will be far more cost effective than using the likes of simunition also, lads become more competent and more comfortable in using their weapon systems. And, you know, if you use like for like, so I, I believe G&G make the L85, and they make a very good L85, you can use that, um, that platform for the British military to train with their real L85s. Interesting idea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Interesting idea. And this, it's, this question has been asked a few, by a few people, so no interesting stuff. Um, let's move on to some other questions. Sharpshooter Jake on Instagram asks, "What is the cringiest thing you've ever experienced or seen in airsoft, and the cringiest thing you've ever seen in Royal Marines?" First of all, there's nothing cringy in the Royal Marines. It's just royally, so we'll put that one to bed. Um, the cringiest thing I've experienced in airsoft, there are you know, there are lots of lots of cringy things. You know, you get the Walter Mitty characters. You know, the guys that wear the flashes and try to be something that they, they never were. But also, um, you come across the know-it-alls as well. So I was at a battle sim in Longmore. I think it was my first one. I think it was run by Air Airborne Airsoft. It was a very, very good battle sim. But the guy in charge of the Blue Four, he was at 50,000 feet. He was trying to take control of different squads he had. He didn't really have much idea of what he was doing. So I said to him, excuse me, it looks like you're struggling here. Do you mind if I offer a hand? I've got a bit of military experience. I kind of know how to place different squads tactically. No, 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 no. I've been doing this for years. Have you ever served in the military? Nope, but I've been doing Milsons for years. All right, then I'll just take my face for a shit and, you know, crack on. And I'm trying to, you know, you're trying to debrief me, a an infantryman by trade, mm -hmm. about, you know, tactics. And I just thought, you know what, I'll just leave you to it, mate. You yeah. bloke. You know, blow your whistle, you know, yell us to go over the top, we'll do that. Yeah, often in life you get people who are perhaps a little bit more modest and they often people have got a lot of experience yeah. and they're just a little bit quieter yeah. and sometimes it always pays to be a little bit more humble in life because you never yeah. quite know who it is you're speaking to. Exactly, and you know, that's how I try to, to go about my life. You know, I try to be extremely approachable, you know, I will do anything 
for you know friends, family, and that's how I try to live my life. It's good advice. That's good. Good. Uh, that's a, a, a good uh, set of rules to live by. Um, Unai Zedflex on Instagram asked, "What is your favourite airsoft replica and your favourite real weapon, and why?" So I've not really fired that many real weapons, to be honest with you. I fired the SA80 AK47, the armoured fighting variant of the SA80. I fired the sharpshooter rifle, which is like the L119A1. Um, so I've not really got that. Uh, also, general. Actually, you know, I know which is my favourite. So the favourite real weapon is the general purpose machine gun. It's 7.62 L7A2, um, made by FN. It's an automatic machine gun, and it's absolutely amazing to shoot. You can fire it from the uh, fire from the light roll, which is on the bipod, or you can use it in a sustained fired roll, which is mounted on a tripod, and you can engage targets like three, four k away. It's amazing. Um, favorite airsoft weapons? Um, anything made by TM, because TM provide the consistency and reliability. You know, every time you pull that trigger, it's just going to work. Um, platform, I do like the AR platform. So the AR platform being like the M4 base, you know, the conventional M4 base and Tokyo Maru have released, you know, many different weapons with that AR platform, the HK416. I've got that in the AG form, the M4 MWS, which I have with me and the MTR. They're great platforms to use. Awesome. Simply Army Airsoft has a question for Nick. So you're a British Royal Marine, and he wants to know if if you get angry or are shocked about how some players can be so serious in just a game where we shoot little plastic balls. Um, it's a it's a hard one again, you know. Um, it is a hobby. It is a sport, you know. And it's easy you, to dismiss it as just just little plastic balls. Yeah, and but it's not, is it? It's not just that. It's, it's something that you invest your time and your money in. And it's something that you want to, you know, you when you fire your little plastic ball, so to speak, at someone, and, you know, they don't call their hits, then it's ruining your experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why should I pay my money to a company and pay my money to acquire kit and guns to carry out the sport where someone else isn't going to be playing the game? Mm -hmm. And someone else is... Or, you know, then they're not playing by the rules in order to maybe look good in front of their friends or if they're recording for, for, for a channel or whatever, you know, they want to look for best. So, you know, I've been hit, but I'm not going to call it. Mm. And you're ruining someone else's experience. Yeah. So, yeah, some people can get frustrated at that. Um, also, you know, people, we love it. This is yeah, the thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's I, not something you dismiss. I mean, you, you enjoy it. You love it. It's yeah. your fun. It's a hobby. Yeah. But it's, it's more than that. We were talking about it earlier, how it gets airsoft, gets under your skin. Yeah, and and it's, we're, a lot of people are very passionate about and, it. And, you know, airsoft as well, it allows you to connect so many different people. I've met so many new people just through playing airsoft. And, you know, I've met, you know, and, you know, I've had so many different experiences and new experiences just by playing airsoft. Mm. So it can be just playing airsoft, going to your local skirmish, or you can travel around the country, going to different sites, attending different events, making new contacts, learning about different kit. And, you know, you can really, like, you can go really far down the rabbit hole when it comes down to airsoft. At 100% agree. I don't think it's fair to say it's just shooting little plastic balls at each other. There's yeah. so much more. From it's, it's the old, for me, as, as a geezer, 
Yeah. It's the ultimate hobby. You're not just running around outside, getting dirty, shooting each other. You're also, it keeps you fit. You've got the teching. You've got the collecting of stuff. You've got all the little, as blokes, we like I mean, the little bits you know, of kit. and the. the... As, as, a, as a young boy, I run around in my garden playing with toy guns. And these, these are toy guns I bought from my... From what was called what was the swag shop, and it had a little little red charging handle, and you'd pull it back, and you'd fire it, fire it off, and this charging handle would move forward, and then you'd have to reload. And I used to think, oh, imagine if you could actually shoot things out of these. And here I am, you know, 20, 25 years later, you know, doing it, and you know, it's not just shooting little balls; it's using pyrotechnics. Being out in the woods, tag launchers, tag launchers, explosions, everything that you night like. vision goggles, night vision goggles, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you know, you know, men, you know, men or boys, they never grow up and they never stop playing with toys. Their toys just get more and more expensive. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's it's, uh, and this is what this is one of the one of the things that not not annoyed me, but. When I went full YouTube comment section, but they say never read your YouTube comments because it's a it's a proper strange place a YouTube comment section. Mm. And I was seeing these comments from, people, from some people saying these are just kids playing airsoft. They're just kids who don't want to join the army, or these are kids who aren't brave enough to join the army. Yes, there is an element of that. Yeah, but you know, or, you know, still, you know, there's some people that can't join the military. People that you know have got you know they they can't join for medical reasons, or mm-hmm. they're you know. You know, they, you know, they, you know, they're colour blind. Things well, like someone that. Someone like me, I don't want to shoot people. Yeah, I don't want know, to fight. I don't want to go to war. Going, I'm going like playing airsoft. Yeah, playing airsoft, and then putting yourself in a situation where you have to actually shoot someone and take someone's life, and thinking about taking someone's life, it's two different things. Yeah. You know, you know, if if someone broke into your house, would you take a knife and stab them if in order to protect your home and your friends, your family that are there? Of course, you would. But would you go and do it out on the street? Would you, no, you choose wouldn't. to go and... Yeah, would you go to choose... And do know. a job where you were asked to go and kill people? It's a very... Yeah. Yeah. It's not fair for people to brand Airsoft as that, no, I think. No, definitely not. And, and unless you've played Airsoft, then you can't really comment. If you're going by what you see on the internet, why not go to a site, pay 50 quid... To get your day package, rent a gun, have a go. If you don't enjoy it, yeah, it's not for you. Happy days. At least you say you've tried it. But if you like it, you know, mm. then the proof's in the pudding there, isn't it? And, you know, you can be a serving soldier, you can be a barrister, you can be a doctor, you can be a binman. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. Anyone can play airsoft. Yeah, agreed. Stuart says here, a comment on the Instagram. Uh, on, on Instagram, he says, imagine rolling up on a game day and finding an actual Marine is playing on the other team. Sad face, sad face, sad face. But as as Nick just pointed out, you know, it's not, you're just a, you're just another guy. Um, yeah, I'm just, just another lad. There are some very do, skilled do, players yeah, out there who yeah, may... Yeah, there are, there are some airsofters which are great at what they do and you know you see on the youtube videos especially some of the high speed the high speed games that they play and the high speed content and yeah that that is fantastic and they're really good at playing airsoft and just because i'm in the military doesn't mean i'm going to be the best at airsoft it just means that i'm competent at my job and good at my job my job isn't necessarily going around killing people every day if it if it was then i'd probably be a, a tier one special forces operator but i'm not i'm just another bloke Fascinating, fascinating. It's, a, it's really, it's an awesome opportunity to be able to talk to Nick, um, get an insight into. It's certainly not something 
um, that you often get to do. Mm. Um, and you know, I just want to say thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to speak to you on this podcast, allowing um, the people to get an insight into what it is like to be a Royal Marine and a Royal Marine who plays airsoft and giving your insight. It's been an absolute honour to be able to speak to you, Nick. I appreciate you, I appreciate your service, and I appreciate you coming here to, to speak to me. Thank you for having me, mate. Um, guys, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I'm going to wrap up this podcast, so thank you very much to Nick. If you want to follow him on Instagram, it's nickscam underscore 1664. I'll put the link um, in on the podcast. Um, also, please don't forget to subscribe to, to the podcast. I'm now on iTunes as well. Um, so we're going to sign off here. I'm I'm going to say thank you very much. Thank you for Nick for joining us. Thank Thanks, you. guys. We're going to save this. It's going to be able to watch. I'm actually going to um, download it as well. And guys, I will uh, catch up with you soon. Don't forget follow Nick. Uh, Nick Scam. Nick Scam. Give him a follow. Thank you, guys. <laughs>